0: Welcome to the Romantic Truth Podcast. The content of the show is intended for an adult audience 18 years and older. I'm Gillian from the United Kingdom, and it's my pleasure to introduce my adorable ex, your host, Jiao San in Las Vegas. Hi, everyone. Jawsan with you here, Romantic Truth, in Las Vegas, baby. Hope you're doing well. I'm hanging in there. Now, maybe, I don't know. Maybe you can give me some uh, guidance on this, folks. I got a lot of like links to women's uh, Snapchat and Instagram. And I'd click on the link. And on the video, the only thing they're doing is just looking in the camera. And I'm like, Okay, and I'm like, what the hell that's supposed to do? I mean, look, unless you're naked and masturbating or something like that, ladies, it, it does nothing for me. You know, they just stare and they just turn their head and then they always have that one selfie shot. You know, the one where they gotta have the phone up at an angle so that you can see their breasts. And I'm like, okay. You have breasts, you have a face, you have hair. Now, what else is supposed to happen here? I don't get it. I think that's the dumbest shit, you know, seriously. I really do. I think that's, they don't say anything, they just look. And I guess the guy's supposed to just try to hit him up and talk to him, fellas looking for attention. Their attention starved. I would rather for a woman to go on like uh, Sophie or whatever and say something stupid. I have more respect for her than I have somebody just sitting there looking at oh, just look how beautiful I am. I'm so beautiful but I'm not saying anything. You're, You're supposed to give me accolades and compliments. So what I do usually... I will send them a video back doing the same thing, just looking. Might take a slurp from a beer, who knows? Burp, maybe, fart even. I just think it's so stupid. Now, (laughs) what we're gonna talk about today, folks, has to do with something that some of you don't wanna talk about. And what that is, is admitting when you're wrong in a relationship. Oh boy, people hate that shit. All apologies. Right? Nirvana, Kurt Cobain said it best, rest his soul. You know, it's an interesting story. Uh, There was a lady that was interviewed and... She sat there in this club before he became very famous. And she sat there and she really liked the guy. And after they had finished doing their thing, he had a bicycle. And she got on the back of the bike and he carried her home. He rode her home on his bike. That was kind of cool. And she had no idea that years later he would take his own life. You never know, folks. You never know how things will turn out. But here's the thing. Talking about saying you're sorry in a relationship, for some people, it's an unmentionable. They can't do it. They cannot do it. Their pride, their ego will not allow them to do it because that would mean that they've done something wrong. That would mean they have to be accountable and they would have to explain why they... Made the mistake. So they'd rather ignore it. A lot of you folks have had this situation where you don't get an apology after the person's been proven wrong. The only thing you get is, you know, that confirmation bias thing that they have. Well, still, you know, we can agree to disagree. Guys, if you ever hear a woman say that, let me tell you something. You're dealing with someone that's got a fixed position and they're not going to change. You're dealing with someone that more than likely does not like to compromise, don't like to admit they're wrong. We agree. That's the dumbest shit ever. Because the person who's initiating will agree to disagree. You didn't get any response from the other person to say, oh, yeah, I'll agree to disagree. That's because you lost the argument. That's a loser's out, is what that is when it comes to debates. Now, here's the one thing to keep in mind. Sometimes you'll get into debates with your partner. As long as your position is factual, irrefutable, and can be supported with empirical evidence, meaning that you could test it time and time again, and it's consistent. Outside of that, your partner's gonna look at you like you're stupid if you can come in with something that does not meet those three standards. they're going to look at you in a different light and they're going to start treating you differently. Unfortunately, some women, ladies, I know sometimes you get emotionally flustered and sometimes you come out with that where you'll say something and then you realize it doesn't make any sense but you're still going to stick by it. Don't do that. There are men that do that all the time. You see it all the time. because he's got to be right. How many times have you ladies been on a trip with a guy and he's lost but doesn't want to admit it and you've been suggesting for the longest honey we need to stop at the gas station find out where we need to go we need to go on google maps. No it's only a few miles away before you know it you're 40 miles away from where you need to be. See, you cannot allow yourself to get so convinced that you're right and you're wrong. And you have to acknowledge it. You know, people have died from that philosophy. Let me give you an example. I was watching on the Smithsonian Channel, air disasters. And this one pilot he flew, for, he flew for an Asian airline and in their culture they did not this gentleman did not want to be wrong he was the captain of the plane and he had the first officer well the first officer made some suggestions such as uh, we should maybe do what is called go on, uh, be on the go. Be on the go means that the pilot's gonna abort the landing he's gonna go around and try again. Well the first officer said that would be the best thing to do the captain said no i'm the captain i know what we're doing well what they didn't consider was they were losing altitude as they were coming into a very mountainous area and the pilot said well we're going to turn right so many degrees and the first officer said i don't think that that would be a wise idea so he started turning left the reason why he started turning left was because He saw that on the right, there were mountains. Well, the captain arbitrarily turned the knob where the plane would go right. Unfortunately, everybody on that flight lost their lives because of that decision. Sometimes you wanna be right so badly that you do anything. You even risk your own life and others and you will also get to a point where you will hurt your partner emotionally and shut them down and not let them share their feelings with you. And that's when your relationship's in real deep doo-doo. Now, arrogant people, you know, the alpha males that many of you ladies like going after, you get upset when that guy bruises your feelings with the way he positions himself by not apologizing to you when he's wrong you see what you got to remember is this you're dealing with a very narcissistic person Teflon when has Donald Trump mentioned that he's been wrong never even during all of this court proceedings never that's what a narcissist does they ignore it because they think that they're above you mere mortals so a lot of you ladies try to have your voice where you're going to prove to your man that you're right and he's walking away from you not wanting to hear it then he gets mad and he takes off And then you're flustered, you're mad because you didn't get an acknowledgement of him telling you that you were right. Now, what you have to understand about this is you're giving him power because you're looking for validation still. The only person that needs to validate you is you. You knew you were right in what you said in that situation. Celebrate the victory yourself. Because what happens with people who realize that they have that lead on you, they will constantly do it and constantly have you chasing the carrot. you will be constantly going for that affirmation from that individual. He's going to keep you going and keep you going and keep you going. You're on that treadmill of life. And you'll waste a good considerable amount of your life trying to chase that carrot. And then what happens when you get out of the marriage? You're pissed off. And that's the first thing you're looking for is to find someone that, is, that has that characteristic so you can just go and lamb blast them and tear them apart, lambast them and tear them apart. You got to call things as you see them not as you would like for them to be. And sometimes we forget that because we get so involved in relationships sometimes where we don't want to mess things up, we don't want things to really be too turbulent. And we'll just stick with the status quo. I'm not saying you gotta be a hell raiser 24 seven, but what has to happen at some point, you have to realize that at some point in the relationship when you're going through this and it's becoming routine and it's still building up the stress in you and it's not helping the relationship much, you might want to talk about going to a counselor, the two of you. And the person maybe be counselor and may not want to go. He may be Trenton and say, no, I don't need no damn counselor. You, you need to go. Gaslighting. And let's take, for instance, and I've seen this happen before. The woman goes to counseling. He doesn't. Then he treats her like she's a mental patient. At least I didn't have to go to a counselor and just spread our relationship out to everybody in the world. Manipulation and control. Oh by the way, I've seen women do this to men too. I had a friend of mine that every time I saw him, he was pretty much in tears. Either wiping them out, wiping them away, because he didn't want to be embarrassed around the fellows, or going somewhere to cry. His woman always kept him in tears. Berating him making him feel as though he was less than, underachiever, comparing him to other men, even compared him to me at one point. And she didn't know a damn thing about me. Maybe he should be like him and have a better job, better money, blah, 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 and blah. was going down the list. And he told me about it. I said, man, mm this is a lifestyle I chose. This is not something I fell into. I wanted to be single. I wanted to go out there and have fun and mingle and do all the shit I do. I made time for myself to do that. And I kept telling them, the reason why she's on you is because, think about it for a moment. You're helping her out financially. I don't have a woman I have to help out. My money goes to me. You can't say that. You're helping her along the way. I said, if I were you, if I'm helping someone and then they're complaining about me helping them, fuck them. Man, I can't do that because she has kids and (laughs) that. You don't know what came into my mind. Just like the lady said in my car that time when we went back to her house after she told me that her own children were babysitting each other and I went on and got the food to go and we cut our date short to go back and have food with them. She sat there and when I went to open her door, fuck them kids. Damn, she said that about her own children. One, she gave birth to. Well, she wouldn't really give a fuck about me then if she said that about them. But here's the thing. Now those kids were his. But she had convinced him that he had the duty of taking care of her. Because what did she do? She severed his relationship with his support mechanism, his sisters, his brothers, his family. And she couldn't get along with his mom. Older than he was, of course, she was. And so, therefore, there was a tug of war between mom and this woman. And the woman won. Fellas, you never want to get your ass caught up in a situation like that, a quagmire like that. And don't try to be the mediator. Please understand one thing, because neither one of them are gonna take you seriously. Your mother's gonna look at you like, you gotta grow up. I raised you better than that. Your woman's gonna look at you like, you're a punk, you're a little boy, your mama's boy. Why don't you stay home? What you have to do in a situation like that? Better
1: keep
0: the two separated. You got to make an assessment as to who's the most valuable to you. And I will tell you this. Do not let pussy be the judge. can't fuck your mom, but you can fuck the woman, right? But here's the thing you got to keep in mind. Your mom knows you better than any other human being on the face of this earth. To sever that relationship, you'll be a damn fool. But you still got shit you got to learn from her. Your mother and your daddy, you better bleed them for every ounce of information about you that they know. Because that's the only opportunity you're going to get in life to know more about yourself so that you can deal with the rest of the world. As far as that woman out there, that's dangling that pussy in front of you, you can get another one of them at any time. And you can get one that's not trying to separate you from your family. just tell me mama should win that that, that game she, mama should always win provided she was a good mom and if she was a manipulator bad mom you might come out better with a woman but in most cases your mom's gonna be on the side of righteousness and I'll tell you why she knows women better than you do but she's one Even hanging out on the college campuses as I did as a child, talking to all these women in their 20s and their late teens, their college freshmen, sophomores, seniors, and juniors, and I'm up there seven, eight years old. I was learning a lot from them. And then mom would fill in the gaps for me. Filling those gaps. As I told you, there was one lady on the campus that I fell in love with. Her name was Claudia Dantzler, and she was a J-set, one of the ladies that twirled the batons and everything. The woman was gorgeous, and I saw her one day come out of the college student union building. And I just sat back and I said, damn, she is beautiful. And I had to walk up to her. I was like seven, eight. And she had this halter top and she had this midriff that was out of sight. And I put my arm around her and I said, could I be your little boyfriend? And she looked at me, she said, okay little fella I said can I carry your books to your class she said okay little fella you'll be my little boyfriend and i never forget one time she was in her uniform because I didn't know she was a J-set and she had this uniform on and I was like she looked like a damn superhero in it with the cape and I was like damn one was fine as hell, and she drove a Dodge Challenger, it had, it was blue, royal blue with the white RT stripe on the side, white vinyl top, white leather interior, and it was sweet, that car was sweet, and she had these tires with the red um, stripe around them, instead of white walls, they were like a thin red girl was bad, the girl was bad, and so I told my mom about her, mom saw her, and she says well son, she said, a woman like that she carries herself very well, when you get older, that's the kind of woman you probably want to wind up with, what my mom was doing was giving me some direction, on the caliber of woman, the type of woman, But she was very respectful. I never got disrespected at any of the colleges by any of the students, nothing. They were always respectful of me, and I appreciated that. But what you have to remember is that you also have to learn when you're interacting with people how to use your sense of consideration. Listening. Understanding. Giving them feedback. And doing it in a way where it's not condescending or disrespectful. sign and rolling your eyes just to listen to somebody say something. Now if they're lying to you, you know they're lying, that's a different thing. But I'm talking about if they're just trying to communicate with you. You have some people no matter how many facts you come up with to prove your argument they're gonna find a way out they'll look on Google you name it to find any little thing it doesn't even have to be a credible study they will find it and they will try to use that because they don't want to be wrong how many times you talk to religious people and they looked at you as being wrong we started to ask questions about things. As I told you, as a kid I got kicked out of church because of it. And my parents, they applauded me for it, for asking the question. I asked the pastor a simple question years ago. Okay, from 13 to 33, we don't know what happened with Jesus. We know he died at 33. What happened for those 20 years? You're being disrespectful, young man. Being disrespectful. I just asked a question. But you were just supposed to go along with what they said. Cause I'm gonna tell I ain't gonna lie. This is the way I think. I'm fucking from 13 to 33 because I okay, I'm gonna down across, right? At some point. At some point, the Romans they're like, you know what, we had enough of your shit. It's about time for you to die. I ain't kidding. You cannot tell me that those people were so holier than thou back then. Like you see in these Charlton Heston movies and stuff. That was all bullshit. In Israel right now, I hope they really resolve that issue over there. And I really hope that at some point, the Palestinians can have land and have a peaceful country and Israel can have the same thing in harmony. I really hope that does come out to that. Not, you know, the atrocities are just unmentionable on both sides. But here's the thing folks. You yeah, have prostitutes in porn shops in Israel. Because, guess what? In every part of the world, women have always been able to use that. Sex. But see, we're trying to sanitize things so much And some of this is from the residue of the Spanish Inquisition. And some of it is from this false sense of morality that we all have. Oh, I've been told I haven't prayed enough. I'm not going to heaven. I remember one pastor, (laughs) he had been trying to get me to his church so long. So I went in there one time. He told me, he said, I gotta make sure we got extra fire insurance, because just in case we get hit by lightning, we know who made who made it possible. I'm like, damn. I went to preaching and call and he points out, we got some demons in here, and he points at me. Damn. That's alright. See, here's the thing. I was born just like everybody else, I'm not going to be able to sit here and say from birth on, I knew these things, everything in life we acquire, we're influenced and convinced in religion, everything, right? And when you have a group think about something that maybe benefits everybody to think one way, what do they usually do? Help people who think that way. You know, like uh, if you're homeless and you're looking for a meal, you know there are some churches that would tell you, well, you know what, you need to go to social services because you're not a member. Whoa. So you start thinking about that. Hmm. I gotta be a member in order to get help, ain't that a bitch. Well see, here's the way I look at it. And here's part of the reasons why I do this show for free. I did something that supposedly Jesus did. What is that? And I'm not comparing myself to Jesus in no way, form or fashion. He didn't charge people. To speak to listen to him did he? why should I? it's only expression that's all it is and people have the option of listening or not listening I think sometimes we get so full of ourselves. Look at some of these pastors. They even tell their congregations how much their house costs, how many square feet they have at their home, how many pools they have at their home. They have a tennis court, basketball court, bragging about all that shit. The very monies that many of those people who cannot afford to give gave in the hopes of their souls being saved. Think those pastors apologize to their congregation? No. You see, one thing you have to remember is that some people are plagued with arrogance and others are plagued with ignorance. And either one is good. And what happens sometimes? The arrogant people exploit the ignorant people. Because the ignorant people have this aspiration and this hope for something better. People do this in relationships all the time. You're hoping that at some point if you prove your point, that person's going to respect you more. But if they haven't respected you by now, it makes you think they're going to change. They're not. And this is where a lot of women make their mistakes. They're hoping and praying for a change in the man. Honey, the way you got him is the way he is. It's just like with us with you. It's just like us with you, ladies. There are many things about you we know we can't change. and We have to deal with. We have to cope with. and see the thing is you will find in relationships a lot of times women are far more flexible than men are far more compromising except when they get older and that causes a problem this is why a lot of older women are single because of that because what men will look at is you know what she's not worth the effort If I'm going to put up with some shit, I'd rather put up with a younger girl than to put up with somebody older or someone in my age bracket. That's the way some men look at it. Because the way they look at it is, how much work would I have to do at this age just to get through to her? Would it require an act of Congress? She's laying out all the rules. I've got to abide by them. Now, what happens, ladies, with an older man, when he tries to lay down those rules to you? You tell him to go fuck himself. Because many times you've already been in relationships like that. You're not going to put up with that shit. First thing you're going to do is say, oh, no, uh uh-uh, not for me. You got to go somewhere. Not here. And again. What happens? These are the guys that are sitting around talking about women all day Disrespecting women in many cases Angry at the world and frustrated Now Some of you have written in about why don't men like feminists Let me tell you something ladies You know that guy that you probably went out on a date with that was like the bully? He was like an activist of sorts, but it was more or less an activist for his masculinity. He had to prove himself to every dude that he was tough. We look at feminists in that same light in the context that she's trying to prove how independent she is, how she doesn't need a man. So as we see it, why are we together with you? Why would we be in a relationship with you if we're going to be berated? And that's something I never understood because you have a lot of women who have these views, but yet they go on these dating apps looking for men. But what they're looking for is they're looking for a customer service department to complain about men. Just like some guys do. Some of you ladies have probably gone on dates with guys where the guy would have to say, oh, let me break it down for you because I'm sure you don't understand this. As if you're some kind of person that can't follow the bouncing ball. That little condescending thing some guys do. That's a fucked up thing. What you do is you ask, look, here's the way it happens. If you're talking about something, talking about a subject, and the person is still kind of glassy-eyed following along, maybe you should ask, are you with me? Open it up where they can respond. They can say, well, you know what? Um, Could you explain this a little bit more in detail or whatever? That's different because at that point, you're not letting them feel as though they're left out. And that's the key. As I told you before, women want to be comfortable. Yeah, I remember when Monica one night, She talking about, she was telling me, I feel so comfortable with you. I said, are you still wearing underwear? She says, yes. I said, well, you're not comfortable yet. <laughs> going to misogynist hell for that one. But, that's the thing. When a woman feels comfortable, fellas, she'll be honest with you about her feelings. She'll be more open. And you'll get a chance to see her personality. Because, see, she'll be very guarded when she doesn't feel as though she could be herself. She has to put on that facade like she does at work. You know, working with people she can't stand. She don't want to do that in a relationship. She wants to be open where she can let her hair down. She wants to be able to fart in front of you and laugh about it. And ladies, there's nothing wrong with farting around men. Seriously. That Victorian protocol that you guys have been abiding by, like women don't fart, they poot and all that. But y'all fart. I was on a date with a lady one night. She started farting. Hell, I thought somebody started to sing a song. And it was long, too. And when you get older, fellas, I'm just telling you, when you get older, yes, the women may fart accidentally. It can happen. Be alarmed. But see, the whole thing is, I think that Ladies, you put yourself under a lot of pressure when it comes down to trying to cope because you sometimes take on unnecessary stress, coping, instead of getting a problem out there and dealing with it. Now we give women credit for one thing. They divorce first before a man does, but the problem is they let the situation fester too long before they do it. Way too long. Way, way, way too long. Another thing is this. Some of you really think that after you have, left a relationship, or your partner left you, or you divorced, or whatever, you might have this sense of failure and worthlessness. Oh, trust me, men have it too. We handle it differently, though. The thing, though, is for feelings of feelings, right? can't really go to another man and talk about how we wound up with nothing after a divorce. Because what that does it makes us look like a failure. And as men, what do we try to do? Stay competitive. Now what they'll probably do is try to see if they can get an amen by saying you know these damn women and this divorce blah 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 you'll hear that but see we, we don't vent to each other like women do that's one of the advantages you have in respect to getting empathy we don't get so much empathy because we're supposed to keep chin up and looking forward. And because sensitivity is a weakness as a lot of men see it. It's a feminized type of thing. They think, oh you're weak, you're wuss, and they capitalize on that. It's all about conditioning, right? But what it comes down to If you're seeing you being disrespected, because that's what it is for both men and women, when a person's ignoring your feelings, when they're ignoring you in a relationship, when they're not apologizing, when they've obviously done something wrong, that's disrespect. We don't look at it that way. I'll never forget a lady that cheated on me one time. And I found out through the typical avenue, one of her girlfriends who had a crush on me told me all about it, told me all the intricate details about what they did. Now this lady told me specifically she was going to, a family gathering. And we were kinda new in a relationship, so she didn't want to expose me to her family, which was understandable. We weren't quite ready yet, we didn't know each other that well yet. A girlfriend got my phone number from my girl. This day, I don't know how she got it, but she got it. And she called me. And she told me everything. So, oh, no, she lied to you about that. She didn't go there. No, no, she went to some party with some other dude. So, she wanted to meet me for lunch the next day. My girlfriend, the lady that I was dating. And so she said, yeah, my family, there's something else. And I just looked at her. I didn't say anything. I just gave a blank stare. just looked at her. I said, what? And she went into a little bit more detail about her family. And now she's all in the weeds about her family. My uncle so-and-so, he crazy, blah, 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 blah. And she's going on and on. I'm just looking at her. I haven't said a word. Why are you staring at me? You're making me feel uncomfortable. I said, why'd you lie? Huh? Why couldn't you just tell me that you were still seeing somebody else? Who said? I said, don't even go into the denial. And Then I started laying out the stuff that the lady told me. And she said, well, it was nothing like that. It was just uh, a little friendly. We were just reminiscing old times, etc., cetera, et cetera. Well, I said you spent the night with him. Yeah, but it was more, we just fell asleep. And, I'm like, look, you're still in a relationship. No, 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 you're still in a relationship. We can be distant friends. You mean you're gonna give up? You're gonna, uh, yeah. Yeah, yep, white flag right here. I want to find out who told you. I can't say no word. I'm going to find out who told you. She never did. Me and her girlfriend kept in touch. We became friends over the years. Learn more about her. She's a very nice lady to this day. Good friend. But she had boundaries and she had morals. And she told me she was tired of cleaning up old girl shit. She's got the to to cover for it. That's the security team in the background testing their barks because they're going on a walk today and they want to bark at this big dog that they saw at the park yesterday. That dog was so big that when he barked, everybody got quiet. (laughs) Birds stopped chirping and everything. It was like, we got an apex predator around here or something. But, the thing is, when you're dealing with people in a relationship you want them to be as comfortable as they can so they could be honest with you and tell you the truth now I wouldn't have gotten mad if she would have told me that hey you know what I went out and I cheated on you I'm sorry blah 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 blah. but then you're gonna try to deny it and when I was telling her as if I was there in the situation because Her girlfriend told me everything, because the first thing she did after she got through with this guy is called her up and emptied the whole trough of information to her. No one is loyal to a fault, folks. Your friends are not good friends if they condone behavior that may be questionable and they don't have boundaries themselves those are not your friends see what your friends are supposed to do they keep you in check with their standards of friendship as well when they only abide by your standards of friendship you don't have a friend you have a fool you have a flunky your friend keeps you in line just like you're supposed to keep them in it. When it's a one-way street, somebody's fucked up. And what she did, she actually made a moral stand. I don't have a problem with that. As I told you before, my friends used to always hate me when it came down to alibis for their wives because they'd gone out to the clubs, got drunk and shit, and uh, just tell I was over at your place. His wife will call up. Have you seen so-and-so? Nope. He said he was over where you were. No, he's not. Hmm, so he's just gonna lie to me. Yep. You sure he's not over there? I'm positive. I said, you're his wife. I'm not gonna lie to you about that. I don't lie to wives, mothers, and girlfriends. I'm not gonna lie. Cause if something were to happen to him somewhere else, mm you gonna have me on that. Many times we were in my car trying to figure out, guys be able to, okay, now you're gonna tell my wife this, you gonna tell her And we get up in there and the first thing I do is bust out laughing. Because the lie is ridiculous and she's not gonna believe it. Hell, I couldn't help it. Ralph will get in trouble and shit. Me and Bo would be sitting there. Lies never coordinated. Because I start laughing because I start thinking about how stupid it is. It's like a child. He has to lie to his parents to get back in the house. <laughs> I have to do all that. If you haven't sown your wild oats, do it before you get married or before you get in a relationship. You want to go and be with that big girl, go be with her. You want to go and be with that slim girl, go be with her. You want to go and be with that blonde, that brunette, that redhead or whatever, go be with her first. Before you go and... make a commitment. Then you don't have to worry about... ...strings being attached. Limitations, looking over your shoulders and all that other stuff and lying and having to go and change clothes before you got home and all this other shit. Seen it done too many times. And you know your your relationships messed up when both of you are cheating on each other with somebody else. Seen that happen, plenty of times. I've seen that happen in marriages. The no only thing that hold you together the assets and the liabilities, right? Because the love is gone. That's jacked. i never forget one time my friend invited me over for dinner and his wife was in the kitchen cooking. Well, his wife said, you know, it's really hot because it was hot that day. So she comes back with his halter top and his booty shorts. And she goes in the kitchen, she has an apron on, so... He's covered up. My boy told me, he says, uh... Yo, man. You think you can get your dinner to go? I said... I got a feeling what you're thinking. He's like, alright. He said, honey, uh... He's gotta go, could you, uh back it up, and she's like, "Oh no, I was expecting." So I said, "No, I gotta go. I gotta go." And i was saying to him, "I said, lady, you don't know. you gonna tear your ass up when you when I leave you here. He, he, y'all gonna have some. Mm, there's gonna be some unmentionable sex in this house." And <laughs> I told him, "I said, man, you need the condom." He's like, "Nah, oh, I'm cool. I'm cool." So I went on and left. Knew what was up, but that was cool. I didn't have I didn't have any problem with that. He didn't move with his lady. Boom, no problem. Next time I saw him, I said, so how was them? <laughs> Boy, his wife could cook too, let me tell you. Them damn ribs, ooh wee. He cracked me up, he said, man, he said, I might be a father. <laughs> I said, well, I didn't cock block. I said, now. I remember. Didn't block it. He's like, nah, you cool, you cool. But it goes like that sometimes. I didn't feel slighted because he was my friend, and, you know, he was in a move with his wife that day. Got no reservations or problems about that. As I told you fellas if you ever invite your male friends over like for a football game or whatever make sure you air the house out if you guys had just had sex before the guys come over you do not want these men smelling your woman's ceremonies I'm telling you you don't want that to happen with friends' house one night for football game. Listen, let me start. Oh yeah, that was heavier in the air. And she walking around in a robe. You guys want a beer? Oh, no. <laughs> Lady. <laughs> I'm saying to myself, you better go take your ass to the shower. <laughs> so make sure get rid of those ceremonies before the guys come over, fellas, just, just as a, an added warning. Now, another thing, too, when it comes down to, in all seriousness, when it comes down to this, uh, situation where the person won't apologize, they may try to turn it around and make it your fault. Now if you have all the facts stacked on your side, don't take on that burden, it's not your fault. And don't allow them to push that on you as if you've done something wrong. And for some reason, you gotta explain your way back to logic to them, wasting your time. You guys will probably need to have more counseling, see if that will work, if that doesn't work. And if you guys can't resolve it yourselves, you might have to look at, hey, Moving on. I see, don't be afraid to move on when you need to. The worst thing you could do is to wait, and then later on, you decide to move on. And you say, Damn, I should have left five years ago, six years ago. Hell, there was one lady that broke into the show. She was married 37 years. She said her marriage died after the 20th year. She was just a relationship zombie for 17 years after that. Don't put yourself in that situation because that's taking a burden on you. It's taking a toll on you. Life is to be lived and enjoyed and not to always be a damn struggle or a hardship. Well good folks, I gotta go. I want you to take care love you all. Right at romantic truth Podcast, gmail.com anchor.fm backslash romantic truth you can get us on facebook.com backslash romantic truth
1: take care we at romantic truth appreciate your listenership
0: listeners you're invited to stream and listen to Jawson's music on apple music amazon music spotify audio mac or deezer type in J-A-U-S-A-N in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental
1: music from his discography. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those solely of the host and are not condoned or endorsed by Romantic Truth, Anchor or any of its affiliates.
0: The advice given herein is the expressed opinion of the host and not to be used for legal, marital, or family counseling or for professional practice purposes in the event for professional assistance please contact the local
1: licensed professional family counselor marriage counselor or social services professional in your region if you need someone to talk to in regards to help you may contact the national suicide prevention lifeline at 800 273 8255 available 24 hours All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show. Be advised that all of the background music of production not provided by Anchor is owned by
0: James Adams & Jaws & One Music exclusively licensed for this Romantic Truth Podcast under waiver. Please understand that there were no people or animals hurt in the segments of this show including plants. All sound effects were improvised in the studio setting with
1: props. We are an equal opportunity employer with two Yorkie poodles and a rad terrier as the security detail. Please be advised that the content of this podcast is under copyright by Romantic Truth and James Adams.